Thank you so much for joining me for this podcast. I am Rick Thomas, and I'm glad that you are here. You are listening to Life Over Coffee. This is one of the podcasts that we do. Let me say, by the way, if you do enjoy our podcast, would you do me a favor? Would you write a review on the place, the platform that you listen to this podcast and give us a five-star review and and write something about it. The reason I'm asking you this favor is because the more reviews that we have, the greater the reach that we can have with other people with the practical message of Jesus Christ. We do want to reach people to help them in a transforming way. And I do believe our resources can do that, but you can assist us by writing reviews. And so if you would be so kind to do that, make a note, perhaps you're in your car and that's fine. Don't write a review at the traffic light. Uh, Maybe you're at work. You don't want to do that. You have a job to do. But when you get home or get to that spot where you can write a review, I would really appreciate it because it will help us uh, to reach more people with the practical message of Christ. Also, I have a conference that I'll be doing, a one-day affair, March the 27th. And this is 2020, by the way, if you're listening to this later, but March the 27th. 2020, I will be I will be just northeast of Atlanta, and I will be at Foothills Community Church. This is called Joy in the Home Conference. It will be a one-day conference from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., and so I would love it if you are able. If you're in the area, please go. Mark it on your calendar, March the 27th, from Uh, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., and that would be fantastic. I would love to see you there. If you want to get our updates, the best thing for you to do is to subscribe to our weekly updates that come out every Tuesday. If you go to the homepage of our website, you will see a big banner there in the right-hand column to where you can sign up for our updates, and then you can get all the information that is happening with our ministry as well as the most current resources that we produce. All of those come out on Tuesday. We only send one a week, and that's it. And that's either four or five a month, and we don't send any more. But if you want our updates, people have asked in the past, well, I didn't know about the conference. How can I find out? Well, that's the best way to find out. I do share this information on our podcast, but again, if you get the weekly updates, you, you're guaranteed not to miss the information that you are looking for. And so if you would write a review and get the updates, the weekly updates, that would be wonderful. This is episode 226, and the title of it is, Do You Want to Break Free from Bad Habits? Now, all of us have bad habits. There are things that we do in our lives. I, I could be using bad as a synonym for sin, but then sometimes bad habits aren't sinful habits. Uh, Lucia and I have, we, we've had issues in our, our marriage to where our personalities and the way that we uh, live life and the way that we respond to each other were not necessarily uh, sinful. Uh, it was just a bad habit, and it was a struggle f- for us. For example, one of us has a hard time remembering to lock the door uh, in the evening, and that became a struggle with the other spouse. I'll not name names here. That wasn't sinful. It wasn't done intentionally as a motive of the heart kind of thing, but it was a bad habit, and it was something that, that needed to be changed. And there are a lot of those in in our lives. Hopefully, there's 
not a lot of those in any single life, but we all have bad habits. Now, some of them are sinful. Some of them are worse than others from a consequential perspective. I'm, I'm just talking about bad habits here. Now, if you want to measure the consequences, yeah, then there is a spectrum here. Obviously, abuse and anger and those types of volatile sins, those are horrific habits that a person has, and they have horrific consequences uh, on people. I just got an email today. We got a, a question that came to us today about a wife who found out that her husband uh, is in pornography, and she's struggling with that. That is a consequential habit that has tremendous impact on a person's life. But what I want to talk about in this podcast is, is all of our habits, good or bad, sinful or not, how we can get over them, out of them, escape from them. And so this is episode 226. Do you want to break free from bad habits? That's the title. Now, you can also read our show notes here, and that would be wonderful. Everything that I'm going to share with you uh, is right here in these show notes, and I would love for you to uh, take these. Now, perhaps, I mean, I know you're not the person that's going to say, I don't have any bad habits, but maybe also in addition to applying this to yourself, that you are caring for someone. You are discipling someone, and you want to help them with some bad habits that they have. Then I would encourage you to use these show notes, episode two. Use episode 226 as a homework assignment for them. And you can give this to them. You can give them the link. You can print it off. You can share it with them and then use that. And you can follow up. And I think it will be very helpful for them. I'm going to give you a three-point outline as to uh, so you'll know where I'm going with this uh, podcast. But let me say up front that this outline is not original with me. I was listening to a sermon yesterday at our church, and our pastor, his outline, well, I took his outline. He he was preaching on Revelation, but what I am sharing with you has nothing to do with his sermon. And so I took his outline, and I just... I couldn't let go of it, and I put it in my muse chamber, as I typically do, and spent a, quite a, several hours reflecting on it yesterday and today, and I, I said, I just have to share this. This one's hot. This one's in the oven, and, and I want to make sure it's cooked well. I think it's cooked now, and uh, you can let me know if it's not, and I want to share it with you, but I did want you to know, especially for those of you that attend our church and you hear this outline and say, wait, wait a minute, I heard this outline and, and and your podcast doesn't sound anything like that sermon I heard. Well, good, it doesn't. I took it. Great outline. I'm using it in another application. And so that's where I got the outline from. But everything else here, I adapt, this is an adaptation uh, is what it is. Here's the outline, three points, and this is what I'm going to share with you to break free. This is a breaking free outline. Number one, you see your addiction. Number two, you hear your calling. Number three, you feel the tension. And so you see your addiction, you hear your calling, you feel the tension. Point number one, you see your addiction. This process of of self-awareness that leads to freedom is interesting and it is instructive. One of the reasons that it's interesting is because it has universal application. What you are seeing is, is what other people see about themselves. 
we can see things. I mean, all of us, at least early on, we have enough self-awareness about ourselves that we can see what is wrong with us. Now, unfortunately, for those who refuse the change, there is a hardening of the conscience. There is a dulling effect uh, to where their inner voice is, is, is so uh, muted that they can't see any longer. But God has given us a, an an inner voice, a conscience that allows us to discern between right and wrong, as we see in the the Corinthian. I'm, I'm sorry, in the Romans two fourteen and fifteen passage, that the Gentiles who didn't have the Bible know how to distinguish truth from error, and we all do, and that is instructive. We all, or that's the interesting part, that we all can see our addic- addiction now. Paul, uh, James talked about this in 4.17. We have to do more than just see. We have to respond to it. He said this, so whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him it is sin. Hopefully that is your motivation there. I am seeing my addiction or in this case I'm seeing my bad habit. And again, as I said earlier, it might not be it might not be sinful, but it is a bad habit. And in that sense, it is an addiction, addictive behavior. James says if you know the right thing to do and you don't do it, then it is sin. And so it's quite interesting, but it's also instructive because the path out of our bad habits also have universal application. Not only can everybody see what is wrong with themselves, but we all have the same path to walk through it. So this app, this outline here applies to everybody. We're not that complicated in the sense that we're all cut from the same Adamic cloth. And, and so at some point in our lives, speaking specifically about our hearts and where we need to change, where the root problems are, we are all the same. And so we can all see our bad habits, or as the outline says, we can all see our addiction. And we all have the same path out. Now, the important thing about seeing what is wrong with you, because if you don't see what is wrong with you, you will not know that there is anything wrong, and you will not know what to change. Paul implies this kind of thing in his language in Ephesians where he tells us to put off the old person. Here's what he said in 422. He said, put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life, that old person. He's talking to Christians here, and they brought their former, they brought their habits, their bad habits into their Christian experience. He says, put off your former manner of life. It is corrupt through deceitful desires. If you do not see your problem, you will not know what to put off. And if you don't know what to put off, you will not be able to break free from it. So this is the beautiful thing. You can see what is wrong with you. Now, some people are sheepish about discussing their sins. They act like the person with cancer who does not want to admit it. They do this for all sorts of reasons, but no matter what those are, and I'll talk about those reasons later, but at this point, regardless of what those reasons are as to why they hang back in the shadows and will not admit what is wrong with them, they are without excuse. The bottom line is that if they desire help, they have to admit what is wrong with them. 
And so if you want to change, you have to admit it. Seeing your addiction is more than an acknowledgement that there is something wrong with you. It is a depth of sight that realizes that you can't get out of it by yourself. And the long-term effects of it are accelerating dysfunction. And so there are your two doors. Do you want to continue to walk through the door of accelerating dysfunction? Or do you want to walk through that door that has fear written over it, where you have to admit what is wrong with you? Some folks find this kind of insight into their problems too sorrowful to explore. Which makes sense. If this step was all you had, you would drown in sorrow and misery. Just seeing what is wrong with you and that is all that you know, you don't know what the next step is, you would drown in sorrow and misery. But the good news is that Adequately knowing your condition creates a humility that opens the way for the Lord's appeal to come out of your dark life. You see, in James 4, 6, James says, God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. And so if you will humbly admit what is wrong with you, you are creating a humility in your soul that opens the way for the Lord to take you to the next step. Practically understanding the gospel means you are free to talk about yourself in a critical light. It's not like you have no hope. Be honest. Own it. Admit it. Gospel people are full of hope. They're full of confidence. They are full of expectation that the power of God is activated and active in them. Now, perhaps you struggle with being transparent about your life. If you do, you have a gospel malfunction in your sanctification. And it would be prudent for you to address this improper training because something has trained you in the wrong way. We can be self-critical in a biblical way, assessing ourselves, spending time in self-reflection so that we can see our addiction, we can see our bad habits because we are not sorrowful people drowning in hopelessness. We are gospelized people on a mission to transform ourselves and to cooperate with God in the transformation of other people. And so point number one, to break free from bad habits, you have to see your addiction. And the implication is you have to not just see it, but you have to own it. The second point, you have to hear your calling. You hear the calling of God to come out from the vile and futile world that has captured you. You see your bad habit, and as you observe it, you begin to hear the calling of God is he's working internally now in your soul. This hearing is similar to seeing your addiction. It's a depth of hearing. The seeing is a depth of sight. The hearing is a depth of hearing that goes beyond gathering information about your condition. You understand for the first time in your life transformationally the words you hear goes beyond being black letters on on white pages. They are penetrating the depth of your soul and stirring you to to do something different about your life. 
The difference between seeing your addiction and hearing your calling is that what you see is informational. It does not move you necessarily, though it may inform you. But when you hear the Spirit calling, it's sinking deeper. It's transformational listening that convinces you that God is on the move in your life. It is at this point where you have to make the most difficult decision of your life. Of course, it depends on the, the habit that has captured you. There are times when our little habits do not cause such fear of the soul. You see, you hear, you change. But then there are more profound, maybe say it this way, more habituated patterns that have graver consequences on your life and those you love. It is these addictions that need you to react positively to the Lord. And so when he is calling, it is a depth of hearing that is transformational. And depending on the degree and and the sinfulness of the habit, it'll be more challenging for you. The Hebrew writer said this in 3, 7, verses 11, uh, 7 through 11. He said, therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. As in the rebellion on the day of testing in the wilderness, where your fathers put me to the test and saw my works for 40 years. Therefore, I was provoked with that generation and said, they always go astray in their heart. They have not known my ways. As I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. If you see your bad habit, and you are hearing the Spirit's voice today, if you hear His voice, do not harden your hearts. But if you mute that, if you turn the light down on your soul, if you turn the volume down on your conscience, it will begin to harden, and the first step will be dull. But if you continue to do it, you will be like what Paul talked about in 1 Timothy 4, 2 seared with a hot iron. You will be so hard that you will not. You will not only be able to hear any longer, but you'll not be able to see any longer. This is episode 226. Do do you want to break free from bad habits? I have a three-point outline here. You see your addiction. Number two, you hear your calling. And then number three, you, you feel the tension. It is at that point that you feel the tension in your soul. Everybody's felt this. I mean, every Christian has felt this. I suppose there there are some unbelievers. Well, they felt it too, but didn't know what it was and and didn't know how how to respond to it. And typically what they do is they escape into more hedonism. They they drink more. They binge watch more. They get into sexual activity more. They yell more, or whatever it may be. We all have been there where we have felt the tension in our soul. You feel the tension. This tension is different from the pressure that you have felt in the past. Formerly, you you felt tension about how to hide your life from public scrutiny. I'm not talking about that tension. You know, as we try to strategize, we try to manipulate, 
That is a tension. Will we get away with it? Will we will we be hidden? Will we stay hidden? That's that's not the the tension that I'm talking about. Where you live somewhere between truth and lies, never truly honest about your life with with yourself and and with others, especially those you love. No, this tension that I'm talking about is different. You're not trying to hide now. It's going in the other direction. The word for that is repentance. And so this tension is exponential as you ponder how to navigate the contours of coming into the light. It's the difference between always strategizing how to hide in the shadows to figuring out how to walk in the light. First John talks about this. You know this passage well. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. We're not, we're not seeing the addiction and, and we're not hearing the calling. We are deceiving ourselves. And the tension that we feel is strategizing of how to hide from the light. He says that if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Where you land at this third and final mile marker will determine the kind of life that you will have. Your old strategies of hiding will not work here. You need a new plan, but that is the hard part. You're a novice at changing. Perhaps you have tried before but failed. It happens. Most folks who try and fail attempt to transform on their own. That's typically how we fail most of the time because we try to do it by ourselves. Now, perhaps they can succeed with the little sins or the little bad habits, but the more significant issues need more comprehensive help. An old strategy, for example, is buying a book. I'm not against books. In fact, I have three wonderful ones at this point. I'd love for you to buy them, read them, review them, share them, be transformed by them. But it's an old strategy for many people to buy a book because they can hide behind the book, hoping that they can change themselves without admitting to others what is wrong with them. Marriage partners do this all the time. Fifteen marriage books and three conferences later, they're in the same place. And I like conferences too. Don't forget the one on March the 27th, 2020. It'll be a wonderful conference and it could be transformative. But sometimes we do these things. We hide in the conference and hide behind the book. But more significant problems need better plans. And so I've given you a three-point outline. Do you see your bad habit or your addiction, big or small? Do you hear God calling you? The Spirit is calling you today. Do not harden your heart. Do you feel the tension, a different kind of tension? You're not strategizing how to hide you're strategizing how to come out into the light. This three-step excellent diagnosis is instructive, but is it motivating? The critical question is, where are you with this? Is there something that you keep sequestered in the shadows? These queries that I'm laying before you are the most vital things you could think about today. I'm not appealing for you to spend your hours self-reflecting dangerously 
because your bend is always toward too much introspection to the detriment of your soul and to the detriment of your relationships. Some people are like that. They have the gift of self-reflection but do not know how to steward that gift, and so their strength is their most significant weakness. All of our strengths are that way. When they are unguarded, if you are a worrier, and I know many people that listen to to these podcasts, they have the gift of self-reflection, but they don't know how to guard it, and so they are are habitualized in, in worrying. If you are a worrier, it's a sign of too much reflection. My appeal to you is to guard your heart and possibly find some help. Please find some help in this matter. My goal here is not to heap one more burden on your back. Talk to a trusted and competent friend. Share your story with them and and let them serve you to see if you need to address something in your life. And if you're given to worry, well, you do need to address that. But I I want to put this caveat in here so that you can be careful for those who are too introspective. Typically, the folks who don't need to hear something are the ones who overhear the information. And the ones who need this information dismiss it quickly. They may acknowledge that that was a good sermon, They'll say, they'll acknowledge that for being good, or they'll say that's a wonderful podcast, but their habituated pattern is always strategizing how to keep themselves in the shadows. The great info is like water, and their response is like what happens when the water lands on a duck's back. So without over-examining these ideas that I have presented to you to your detriment, perchance, You have the ears to hear at this moment. You may not have those ears tomorrow, but today you hear the Spirit's voice. Now, if this is true for you, rest assured that the Lord is calling you. You see your addiction. You hear His calling to come out from those things that hold you captive. If this is true for you, The next thing you're going to experience is tension, and some of you already feel it. The question that will be burning deep in your soul will be full of tension. Do you take that next step, or do you retreat into the shadows while pushing your representative out into the light? Your representative is your public relations persona. It's like that Facebook image of yourself that you push into the public space, assured that people would enjoy that person more than the real you. Everyone has a carefully crafted, self-edited version of themselves that represents them in the public. The more humble, transparent, honest, and obedient ones understand this concept. They live in a world of appropriateness and discretion, meaning they're not blabbing everything about their lives. This call to to share yourself and and to disclose what is happening to you is not a call to, to put it all over social media and tell anybody that you can stop for five seconds what a knucklehead you are. No, that's that's ignorant. And so these people who are humble and transparent and honest and obedient, they get it, and they live in a world of appropriateness and discretion. 
And they're never eager to be deceptive and scripted with their representative. And though they will always live with a few fig leaves, praise God, keep some fig leaves on, they do spurn deception and manipulation. But it's this other crowd that I am appealing to at this moment in this podcast. These folks are well beyond discretion and self-control and, and modesty. They are overtly managing their two worlds of darkness and light, and they're doing this in the shadows. They're not interested in being humble, open, honest, and transparent. The question for you is, what will you do? This is episode 226. Do you want to break free from bad habits? That's my outline. I have some call-to-action questions at the end. I'll share a couple of them with you so that you can reflect upon this, what I've been sharing with you. Number one, when you look at your life, what bad habits do you see? Do you see your addiction? You better come up with something. If you can't come up with anything, then you go talk to someone, please. Question number two, are you afraid to acknowledge them? Now, if you are afraid to acknowledge what is wrong with you, what does your fear reveal about you? And what does your fear tell you about your practical understanding of the gospel? Number three, if you are afraid to admit wrong, why are you that way? Did an authoritarian dad rear you? Were you part of a strict religious culture that punished you for being wrong rather than helping you redemptively? I have another question here, but the time is, is gone. Again, episode 226. Do you want to break free from bad habits? If you have questions about this, like always, we are here to serve you. And so please come uh, to our website and we would love to answer your questions. You have been listening to Life Over Coffee with Rick Thomas. If you have a question for Rick, you can let him know by sending him a note through his website, rickthomas.net. That's rickthomas.net. Thanks for listening. Enjoy your coffee.